everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Row presents the SM Football Marks. Week four is in the books. I'm your host, Palace, along with my co-host, Abraham Trevino. What's going on, buddy? Uh, fun weekend of football. I actually was in Tampa this past weekend. I was there live for the Bucks and the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. We'll get to that in a little bit, and I'll tell you my experience at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, but we got a lot to cover, a lot of stuff going on. Abe, what do you have on the itinerary for us today? So right now, our first topic would be trouble in Tampa. Oh, so we're going to start there. Okay, let's, let's get it. Tampa. Let's get it right off the back. So, folks, for those of you that didn't watch, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs visited Tampa this past weekend. Um, it was a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Five. Obviously, you know, both teams coming off of a loss, uh, the Bucks to the Packers and the Chiefs to the Colts. So we knew they were both going to be coming in there like wanting to win. On the Buccaneers side of things, they were barely getting back Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones, as well as another member of the offensive line. I think it was Donovan Smith. Chiefs were at full strength. Um, so the question is trouble in Tampa. I mean, the defense... Defense was shit. I, I called my defense out on social media, on Facebook. I said they they were awful. The special teams were awful. It, it, it started off with a kickoff fumble by, by the return team. And then the one of the kickoffs, they, they kicked it out of bounds and gave the Chiefs really good position. So if you take away those really two big errors... Um, it's really a closer game and score, but the Chiefs were for sure the better team. Like you know, bar none, there was nothing wrong with with their play on Sunday. Uh, real quick, can you can you give me an update or or the situation that's going on with Cameron Brake's concussion? Like, what's the deal? So he had uh, something with his shoulder, so he came out. I think it was in the second quarter, and they put him back in, and it wasn't until halftime that. It was supposedly like he was having the symptoms of the concussion, and then they just they ruled him out. But then I think it came out later today that it ended up just being an issue with the shoulder, and it wasn't concussion related. But I know that's a it's a hot topic right now because obviously of what happened with Tua on Thursday, right. uh, really scary situation. Um, I guess we can correlate both of those issues while we're talking about the Tampa game. Um, obviously, the the independent doctor from that situation was fired from the Dolphins. Uh, Tua is, you know, there's no timetable for his return. That that uh, hit he took or slam or whatever you want to call it right. was pretty bad. Uh, you know, for those of you that saw the Thursday night game, you know, his fingers were interlocked. It was all weird. Uh, if you search it up, it was like something called fencing. Um, those are symptoms from somebody that had a, like, severe concussion. Um, it's just a very touchy situation right now. But again... It's easy for all of us to speculate and try to be doctors, and that's just the way social media is. Like people think, like they just know they have all the answers, but it's a complicated situation. And even Coach Mike McDaniel, I think I was calling him McDonald on last week's show. <laughs> Mike McDaniel has been doing the best he can as far as like answering questions about it, but he doesn't know other than like just worrying about the health of Tua. Um, but you know, the NFL is going to be in hot water right now, and all these. Media and everybody on social media is going to just harp like they think they know all the answers, but you know at the end of the day, the doctors got to do their job. So, so bouncing back to this uh, Bucks Chiefs game, um, 
the rushing was just not there. Like Fournette was negative. Oh, the Rashad White was only three attempts for six yards. I mean, I'll give the Chiefs a lot of credit on their run defense. It was incredible. Um, their pass defense is a different story because right, the Bucks yeah, put up thirty. Yeah, Mike Evans had like 108 yards receiving. Yeah, so that's my only uh, thing with this Chiefs team. Like, I think they're still good all the way around, but that defense, they're going to be struggling to hold on to leads if that pass defense is going to be giving up shots like that. But like I said, hats off to the Chiefs. Obviously, they wanted it more coming off. You know, that was literally the side of the Super Bowl. So it was same same uh, building. The teams were the same for the most part. And uh, hats off to them. But to cover the whole trouble in Tampa, I am not worried uh, yet. Because again, Brady the week before didn't have Evans or Godwin or Julio Jones. And really hasn't had them all together since the start of the season. Which I think in that game, Godwin got hurt with the hamstring. Julio Jones with the knee. So they're getting back into rotation. You know, the offense has got to figure out how to score more points early. That was another thing that was kind of a struggle for the Bucks, but they were able to move the ball around. So I'm not worried about that. The defense, on the other hand, while they played super shitty on Sunday, I think this is this was a good wake-up call for them. And I think they'll come back to form to the way they have been these first few weeks, which has been completely dominant, which is why it was just so, so mind-boggling that they had this bad of a performance. I don't know. You know, I attribute this to there was a lot of trash talk actually from the Bucks defense Shaq Barrett was saying some things and you know there was just this feeling in my stomach I was like dude this defense is talking a lot and I know they've been playing well but you know Mahomes is kind of he has that he has that dog in him I should say so I'm sure he took it to heart and they played awesome hats off to the Chiefs got nothing bad to say about them but I'm not worried about Tampa I don't know what your thoughts are. It's still early in the season. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I, I every time I see Brady get on the field, I always know he's going to do a comeback. I mean, that's just typical old vintage Brady, right? Um, I was a little pissed off because I mean, I didn't want the Chiefs to win, but I mean, you know, this is early season. Um, I wanted to ask you um, the Cole Beasley retiring. I mean, I mean, do you think he was just not even in the his head was in the game, like or no? I, I mean, because they they signed him to the practice squad and then they signed him when when these guys were out, right? Right. And it looked like he. I mean, I can't really say that he was out of sync because he hadn't played. You know, right. He really, just he just joined his Bucks team, so I mean, he wants to be with his family. So I mean, do you think this is just something? I mean, he's probably past his time, but also my dad put out this theory to me today. He's like, "Hey, what if uh, what if they told him he was going to get like." cut or released and he's like no let me just retire instead because he knew he probably wasn't going to have a shot anymore um and now there was reports that obj is visiting and you know there's there's the rumblings of like my dad mentioned julian edelman you know that's still like you know you you, you'll love it if obj joined right because i mean i don't i don't think he needs him what did you tell me off air. Oh, you need all these players. You need that's like you. You team. need all that. You need yeah. the super team. But see, look at the Bucks, right? If they get OBJ, get get out of here. But Evans, Godwin, Julio Jones, and OBJ, right? Well, the only ones I really have faith in right now are, are Evans and Godwin. Julio still but to on, be determined. But on paper, but we're not. A, that's, but that's but a, we can't do it on paper. We got to do by what, the actual production. Uh, see, you deflect off the How am I deflecting? Yeah, because I told you. Because you're like, oh, you need a. You need an all-star team. That's you, though. No, no. This is the Bucks. 
Because why? What is that saying? That's signifying that oh, Tom Brady needs help now. The extra? Help? Not really. Huh? What do you mean? He doesn't. He's good with what he has right now. Even if, like, even if, <laughs> if, if Beasley if, stayed or didn't stay, it doesn't matter. Oh, Beasley, get out of here with that guy. But if, but the the fact that OBJ wanted to, if he signs with them, I'm just mentioning the reason of why the Beasley thing is happening okay. right now because but, that could be a reason. But I'm not like, oh my god, I hope they sign OBJ. Yeah, no, I don't care. Sign him. Oh, you're, you're gonna love it. I don't you're, care. You're the first one to buy a jersey. It was it was yeah. the same thing when Antonio Brown showed up. It was like, okay, cool, you maybe he'll help. I was like, maybe that. he'll help. No, because if you remember me correctly, because even when he when he went to the Patriots. I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, if he helps, okay, but I'm not banking on anything. No, you, Same thing with OBJ. You liked it when he was with the Patriots. You were like, oh yeah. No, I was. No, I didn't. Him and, him and Brady had great I have all my social media posts about all that, and everybody could attest to that. I was just, I was like, be cautious with him. Same thing with OBJ. You know, he's he's a little injury prone. Uh, when he produces, okay. I mean. Outside of that one catch he made against Dallas, like really, what else has he done? He hasn't done anything. Okay, so that's he, what I'm saying. Like, if he, he if he signs with the Bucks, I'm not like you're not going to be seeing my social media like, oh my god, guys, OBJ's in Tampa. Yeah, you, It'll just be like, you'll okay, love like it, but you'll love it though. Won't you'll love it, but like if he produces, okay. But if not, like it ain't the end of the world. Robert, he'll catch like three balls and for like 55 yards. Then his freaking little if he catches a touchdown his, in the Super Bowl, his, okay, I'll his, cheer. His little sweat towel will drop and hit his freaking ACL, or whatever. And he'll be like, "Oh, I'm out already." Like, get out of here. That's how what that guy is. But and, but the but the point being, you're acting as if like I'm hoping for this. I'm just no, stating but, like that he was you, visiting but, down. But there. You would like you would like that though. You would like that. You would. But you're acting I'm an, if I'm in a rah rah. It's not that I like it. I'll just but be indifferent to it. Do y'all need OBJ? Y'all need more offensive line help than you do receivers. I I agree. Right? I agree. Have I don't have. Miller. I agree. You got tight ends. Okay. You got running backs. But I'm not saying. When, what am I saying? That's like no, making you like. Yo, yeah. Know because you'll be like that. You'll be like, oh, be like man, what? OBJ, I'm unstoppable. Dude, I like Cole Beasley more than OBJ, and I even yeah. I was just like, okay, cool. Like Cole Beasley, he was on the Cowboys, right? Huh? No, I like them because he had an. Uh, he had his own mind and opinions, and Dallas was dumb for letting him go. Um, they wouldn't pay him, huh? Why, why wouldn't pay he's, him? He's a good, he's a good pass catcher. What happened to him in Bills? He disappeared. He so actually saying, he did so good for saying, the Bills. So you're saying Josh Allen isn't anything he, or what? I'm not saying he's not. He did stuff for the he Bills. Then why did he, he did get, for, then why did he get signed again? He because no, because they had problems with his opinions on the. On the COVID situation, and that's a whole different scenario. But that that played to his downfall. Look it up, man. I'm telling you, that I was a part of it. That, but that wasn't the main reason. That, why that was a out. that was a huge uh, chunk of it. Okay, Robert. come on, come, you know the world we live in now. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, all right. Well, I'm not worried about Tampa. They're two and two still. I don't know. You made it seem like they were in trouble, but now you're backpedaling on the show. It's okay. You were all heated about it when we were off air. Yeah, and I told you I was pissed off because that's not Brady. That's not fucking Brady. But say it again. Brady should fucking. But win but that. but say it again. What? Dare, I dare you to say those words again. What? That Brady disappointed you. Yeah, you Brady, watch your fucking Brady, mouth when Brady, watch your fucking Brady mouth when you talk about him on this show. Brady, you watch about Brady disappointed me because you know he's better than that. He played good. He did what he could. It was the fucking defense. Did you not watch that game? I saw the game. Where do you mean the defense? He's so he's done. He's had even harder defense. The defense before. could not. The the Chiefs I think only punted like once or twice in yeah, that I know, game. They only punted twice. And the, the the defense couldn't stop for shit. How do you, what do you want Brady to do? He was putting up points when he could. I think this he had whole, that one fumble. I, I think, I'll I give think, you that. I think this whole fucking like uh, Bruce Arians shit is a distraction. They should let his ass go. What are you talking about? He's like not this, a factor right now. I don't like this Todd Bowles guy. 
What do you? What's your problem? It with should him? have been Byron Lefkowitz. Byron should have been the coach. I mean, either way, Brady was going to run the show. So, what does it I matter if it's him or Lefkowitz? I understand Brady's going to run the show, but this isn't Brady like playing. What are you talking about? He was he threw for over like three hundred yards. He threw for three eighty five. That's that's 30, awesome. He was thirty nine of fifty two. That's awesome. Fifty two times. What do you want? That's that's Fournette's problem for not being able to run. So now it's so now it's now it's the running back's problem. No, no, no. Because like I said, I gave credit to the Chiefs' run defense. They were just good, and they're going to be good all season. We'll see. That, those are my thoughts on that. But. It's fine. All right. All what's right. the next topic? Next one: the Ravens can they rebound of that fourth quarter decision from Harbaugh? Also, the fallout. The fight that Peters, you know, that had to break. I don't know. If you You're gonna have to explain that to me. So what happened? Because I didn't, I didn't get to catch the end of that game. Was, this is more like, uh, like the play of like the Bills. Um, it was like a fourth quarter decision from Harbaugh. Uh, Peters didn't like it. Peters was pissed off. Okay. Peters tried to attack Harbaugh. So I mean, they had to break him up. There was like a little brawl going on. But my thing is, is I mean, the Bills—they're a good team, right? Right. So this, this really isn't a shocker. But this is more of like, what are your thoughts about like the Peters fallout? I mean, is that something to really get heated up about? Not really. Like, it's a fallout, it's a well run organization with Harbaugh and the culture there. They're going to be fine. I, I don't take away anything from that. I mean, you could what say if, that if they were losing to the Jets or something. Right. Realistically, though, what are your thoughts on players when they try to go after coaches? Like when they want. Well, like, did we talk about this last week? But that whole uh, Eric. Behenemy and uh, yes. and Patrick yeah. Mahomes. We talked about that. Like Patrick Mahomes was just wanting. I think he just wanted to run another play or whatever the case was. Right. I'm okay for players getting heated if they feel like you know. I mean Brady used to do it all the time with uh, what was it? He he got into it with Josh McDaniels and then he also got into it with uh, oh, what was his name? Brian, uh, the guy who coached coasted uh, coached the Texans. Oh gosh, uh, I'm. Was it Brian? Uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. And, uh, you know, it was over little things like that, and it didn't tear apart the team. Like, you know, if this was dysfunctional Cleveland or any other bad, you know, if Lamar Jackson or the, these guys were on another team where it's not well run, I'd be worried. But Baltimore's got a well run organization. I'm not worried about it. Okay. So, right now, as far as the season goes, it's still young, of course. You're not really worried about them. I mean, and this was a. If they would have lost to the Jets, I probably would have been like, man, that, that shouldn't have happened. But this is a Bills team. That's, Bills team, they're going to be right. in it in the end, and so will Baltimore. Right. You know, I think right now still Lamar Jackson's in the running, at least top three for MVP right now. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, moving on from that, let's talk about the Eagles. Okay. Are, buy or sell? Are you sold on them? Will they continue dominating the way they have been these past, the first four weeks? We talked about this at the beginning of, uh, was it the last episode? Where like every year there's a team out the gate that starts off like incredible or at the end they right. catch fire. Right. This year it could be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're going to win a lot of games. But I think come playoff time, uh, they may be able to win a playoff game. But if they run into like Tom Brady or, you know, when the Rams get healthy again and they run into Matt Stafford or even with if they matched up right now, I don't think they match up well with the 49ers. Like, I think the 49ers would just, that defense would tear them apart. Right. Um, 
there's a ceiling to it. But they're close. I think like another year or two, this squad develops. A.J. Brown's been like an incredible pickup for them. Right. So they're, they're making strides, but I don't think they're there yet to make it all the way. Okay. But I'm buying them for right now. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of – on our last episode, I remember we talked about like that, the NFC East, and I was like, well, I mean, the, the commanders – I thought we are going to be coming off, like, hitting hard. And then then it was, like, then it was the Eagles, and then it was the Cowboys and the Giants. And then this year, it kind of was, like, flip-flop from that, right? Like, the yeah. Giants, everybody was, like, 2-0 and except for the Cowboys. Going now, like, into week four, going into heading into week five, uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Eagles' defense is, is more of the dominating or dominance of that than the offense. Because, I mean, this game against Jacksonville – Hurts didn't have any touchdowns. And he didn't throw any picks. He just he threw for two, like eighty three, and he rushed. But it was also a rainy game, too. Right. So. so it was more of like defense, and it was more of like special teams kind of play. Um, I really thought the Jags were going to come out on this one, but uh, the, the Eagles won it. I, I, the, my thing with the Eagles is I think before the, if you do a flashback of when they had McNabb, right, and even Vic too, where they had like these little runs in the beginning, and then towards the end they just kind of like got caught, you know, and it, it, they were, you know, um, people were beating them, and they didn't really make the playoffs. I think they didn't make the playoffs with, uh, with uh, Vic, and then with McNabb they did, but they just didn't go far. So here, I think you're right. I think they have all the pieces right now, though. They're a playoff team for they, sure. They they're going to be in the playoffs. They are a playoff team. I just I don't think they're going to go any further than a, a, a wild card. But would it surprise me if they ended up like in the NFC title game? I don't think so. I, I, I could see it, um, but for me, as of right now, they're they're a buy. So they a buy for buy. you too. Buy in. Oh, but yes, okay. definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if I've told you this, but I mean, I'm worried about them. I was more worried of the Commanders in the beginning, but they're just. I don't know what's going on with that. It's a bad team. Man. Yeah, Ron Rivera might be one of those coaches on the hot seat along with like... And that's sad because he's a good coach. I like him. Right? But he's also, a, you know, I'm a big supporter of Colin Cowherd. And he's put up statistics of these defensive coaches that are still around and their records are yeah. not looking good for the future of how this, uh, you know, this company, this industry is going. Right. Um, so we'll see how long he lasts, you know. We'll see, man. But I, at the same time, I, I kind of think it's their fault because they don't go after these wide receivers. I think they need receiving help. They need a running back. I mean, yeah, they have Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's he's mediocre. And then they got uh, McLaurin. I mean, yeah, he's he's great or good. But, you know, these are like in-house. Like they right. You know, you need someone splashy. Like, I, I, you know, it would be good. I mean, Carson Wentz, do you think he's – that's it? Um, because I mean, look what happened in, in Indianapolis and in Indy. Like he was there for one season, and he had the pieces there. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, granted, like the receivers weren't like the best. Well, but, yeah, but he had a strong running game, and you know, I. This is what his third team already: yes. Eagles, Colts, and now the Commanders. Well, yeah. I he mean, I, he might just end up being like a journeyman, where like, yeah, yeah. you could bring him in, and he could be like. I don't know, man. He, <laughs> he was pretty like bad a, against the Cowboys. You think he's like a Nick Foles? Who? Or, yeah, Nick Foles. Could be, or he could be. You remember when Nick Foles came in 
when he got hurt, Wentz, yeah. and then they got the Super Bowl and he won it, and then he got this big old contract from Seattle. And, and I forgot at that time, somebody, I think it was Russell Wilson at that time, beat him out. And it was supposed to be Foles to be right. the No, they sent him the big contract. He ended up being the backups. Right, right. <laughs> and then they traded him. And I don't want to say he's. Rims. I don't want to say he's like Foles because I think Foles is more of a. I think he was better at making big time plays and stuff. Right. I haven't really. I mean, the last I remember of Carson Wentz being good was obviously before that injury yeah. when they were going on that run, but. That might have been like a, a Matt Ryan type of deal where he had that one great year and right. after that he's still like he can win you some games but he's also just a guy that's there. Right. So that that may end up being what Carson Wentz's future is. Okay. Uh, all right. What's the next topic? Next one. You're gonna love this one. Here we go. Should the Cowboys let Dak come back early against the Rams, or should they stick with Rush's hot hand before? Well, I think it already came out today, no, that Dak's not ready in his hand. Like, he can't grip the ball. Right. But, I mean, even if it's not the Rams, the next game, do you think, I mean, are they rushing this guy back? I mean, do we really, Well, do they really need him back? I mean. Well, here's the thing, like, and again, this goes back to, like, the whole thing with Tua. And I know doctors or, you know, committee should come in and step in if they feel necessary, but. A player knows their body. Like, if Dak feels he's ready to come back, you have to play him only because you paid him all that money to be the but guy. Is it, but is it right to, to just tell Cooper, hey, thanks, man, for the 3-0 no start, and you can go ahead and sit back down? Well, you know? I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. That's that's Jerry's fault for paying him all that money. Um, so they have to live and die with that. But on the other, on the flip side of that... If Dak comes back and he like plays poorly, like then you have all of Cowboys Nation, everybody. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Robert. Shit. If if you so Rush is doing good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you put Dak in and then he sucks, like he's sucking it up, and then you put Rush in, I'm like, what the hell? Like, why did you even take him out in the first place? I would just be like, hey, Dak, you can go ahead and just relax, heal up, right? We got Rush. There's nothing going on. With Rush, I mean, he's, he's doing what, right. he's, what he needs to get done, right? But then why did you pay Dak all that money if he's not your star quarterback? Yeah, Robert, it's the same thing. Like, okay, so for instance, for you, like, let's say you come in for the starting quarterback, and you're right. like, oh, yeah, like Tom Brady with Drew Bledsoe, right? right? So then you're over here winning the games, you're fucking... But that was different, though, because Bledsoe was gone for all that amount of time, and yeah, he established... Right, okay, so, but what I'm saying is, what if it's something like this right here with Rush and Dak? What if you came in... You played, you're fucking winning and shit, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, so this guy's healthy, you're going back to the bench. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm- Well, we could say the same thing for Teddy Bridgewater when they went 5-0 and without Drew Brees, and Drew Brees was already like, kind of like at the end of his career yeah. where it's like, hey, man. And then they brought him back in. Because that, that's happened. the guy. That's their guy. I understand that, but I mean, like, this, you know, like, it should be like, hey, it's, it's a no-brainer. This guy's on a hot streak. Why are we going to bench him? And I understand that they're paying this guy money, and it's, I think they overpaid him. But he looked. You saw how he played it the week one against yeah. the Bucks before the injury, right? You know, this is trash. And then all of a sudden, now Rush is like over here connecting, you know, with with these players. And and then for some reason, Zeke's running a little bit better. You know, uh, so I mean, I don't know. You all are in an interesting position, but uh, I mean, it's going to be drama either way because that's so the Cowboys are all about headlines, and Jerry loves all this shit because it keeps them relevant in the conversation, despite your. Three and one record, but that's a topic we'll get into later on. Right. But question, but to answer your question, should Dak come back early? 
I would just write it out until that guy loses or whatever. Right. All right. Um, you got anything else to say on that? Not on that. I'm, I'm good on that. Uh, real quick, I know you didn't want to talk about it, but we can do it because I don't want to. I don't want you to be like, oh, what, what, what? The fantasy. Let's talk a little okay. bit fantasy. I went three and zero this weekend, right. folks. Right. You know, me not having to do trades or mess with my rosters. I trust. I trust the guys I drafted, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm doing fantastic right now in all three of my leagues. Um, I think the. I don't want to say worse because I'm actually at 500 in our league. So um, I'm actually projected to win by one this weekend. But that projections don't mean shit because the games actually have to be played. And, you know, and you know how you mentioned like, oh, well, you're not confident with your teams or whatever. And I told you, you never know what's going to happen. And look, I had Tua. I ended up winning that game either way. But he only gave me two points because he got freaking hurt. So you just never know what's going to happen. So you can't go in and be like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be like easy, like. You don't know what's going to happen in these games. Well, so. I mean, McCaffrey came through for you and, and mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah. So you hate him. And then the San Fran defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe now you'll know it's better to put Abe Rogers in your starting lineup. Well, for these next stretch of games where they're playing like cupcake teams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost on um, one on our league and then I won in the other league that we're how, in. How, and the... Uh, in the Expendables League, they were both in. Uh, how much did you lose by this week? I uh, lost by. What do we end? That was week four, right? Correct. Last week. Uh, by 12. Damn. Yeah. Who didn't come up big for you? Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar and Dalvin. Oh, your Cook. boy. Oh. And hmm. Kittle. And hmm. Kittle. Hmm. Yeah. He had Debo Samuel, so of course his guy. Well, Kittle, I, Kittle, I think will be good in the long run. They'll get him back in because he's barely came back like a week or two ago, right? Right. Yeah. So he's getting back into the groove. And Jimmy, this is really Jimmy G. This was really his like only his real second start. Right. So he's getting back in the groove too. So yeah, I had Josh Jacobs on the bench with thirty-four, and then Russell Wilson came to play that this week. This past week, who would have thought, huh? That's a, I don't know. That, that one's going to be an interesting one throughout the rest of the season because, you know, yeah. before I made my Super Bowl prediction, this was like months before, I was like, man, Denver's going to be awesome. Yeah, remember <laughs> before, you know, last before our last season, we were like, shit, we were, we were like, damn, this is a scary division. Yeah. And now it's just, what the hell? Like That's what's great about the NFL, man. Yeah. Like, you, these games have to be actually played and you can't go by what's on paper. Right. So, so you're, you're playing uh, Louis... Yeah. Next week you're projected to win by one, and then I play Marissa. I'm projected to win by fourteen. We'll see, man. So we'll see. Yeah, anything can change. Um, all right. So that's enough about fantasy. Uh, on before we go to our game picks, real quick. So for the weekly picks, uh, Robert, you came in with nine and seven, and uh, myself six and ten. Say that a little louder for our audience. You nine went, what? and seven, Robert, six and ten for me. Six and ten. So right now, I'm I'm up ahead in our weekly picks. Not not y'all shouldn't be shocked. I I know my stuff, so I went above five hundred. So he can say I did bad, but I'm above five hundred. This guy went six and ten. That's right. Do a better job, Abe, with your analysis on these games. That's all right. Um, are we ready to get into week five? We're ready to get into week five. All right, folks, here we go. Let's start with the Thursday night game. It's the 1-2-1 one, one Indianapolis Colts traveling to face the Denver Broncos at mile high. With the, uh, They're 2-2, two two, the Denver Broncos, with yeah. Russell Wilson and questionable Nathaniel Hackett. 
I guess maybe they're starting to figure things out. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't like this game on Thursday night, but uh, I mean, Randy Gregory is out, and Jamal, Jonathan Taylor's out for the Colts, yeah, so that's so huge. And Jamal Williams for the for the Broncos is out as well. So now Melvin Gordon probably gets the uh, the nod. Uh, you know, um, when Matt Ryan went to the Colts, I thought maybe this was like, all right, cool, that was a good upgrade from Wentz, right? Wrong. I just think that they're not in sync, and Jonathan Taylor hasn't been the Jonathan Taylor of last year, but he's out. So um, if, I've, if I'm going to go with anybody, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I just don't like the Colts this year. Yeah, I mean, even though they did beat the Chiefs, what was it, like a week or two ago? Right. Um, but the fact that, you're right, Taylor's not playing, and but he hasn't been up to what he's been doing last season. But even then, he kind of, like, caught fire, like, like in the middle of the season towards the end. So. Right. The Colts could also be a team that catches fire at the end of the season. That's just always been their M.O. a little bit. Um, I think Russell is going to start to really take over this offense a little bit. And, you know, the Nathaniel Hackett thing's not working. Because a lot of their stuff has been pretty basic in terms of, like, their offense. And, you know, just, what's the saying? Let Russ cook. Just let him cook. Let him, let him do what he does best. And he, he's, he's better as, like, a Mahomes... Aaron Rodgers, where they kind of like ad lib and they just, you know, they get out of the pocket and swing out and just do their thing. Right. Uh, if Russell can get to start doing that, also his offensive line's got to play better too, so they got to give him time. Um, but the fact that it's in Denver and, you know, the Colts are not going to have a running game either, and that defense is going to be pretty strong. I like Denver's defense, so uh, they're going to give Matt Ryan some fits, so I'm going with Denver as well. So Abe and I are both on the Broncos. Anything else on this Thursday night game? What have you, what, what, real quickly, what have you thought so far of the presentation of Amazon and Al Michaels and the other guy? The other guy's boring to me, but I love Al yeah, Michaels. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit. I'm, He's okay. I'm kind of, and, and I guess I, I kind of get what they're trying to do, trying to get a college guy to come and do this, Ugh. but I mean... He has no charisma. He's kind of like blah, like bland or whatever. Uh, I like Al Michaels. I wish they would have put like... Somebody else with him. I'm still hoping to one day see Al Michaels and Tony Romo as a team. Right. Because if you've noticed, like, whenever Al Michaels is, like, riffing or trying to do his thing, like, the other guy doesn't know how to... What's his name? Uh, Kirk something, Kirk, right? Kirk Herbstreet. College guy, we'll just call right. him that. Yes. Like, he yeah. doesn't know how to respond to jabs, and he's just, like... But, he's very vanilla but to I, me. But I want to know, I want to know what they were thinking when they got Kirk Herbstreet, because he's a college guy. And I know he knows his NFL stuff because these guys come into to the NFL like um, league or whatever but but I mean it's just uh, I don't know the, the commentating teams are just they're too spread out now and uh, like Sunday Night Football is not the same like is that, Collinsworth I'm fine with but Tariko is eh Tariko, he's better than that Kirk guy but yeah I like the Monday Night one where it's oh Troy yeah, Aikman and Troy Joe Aikman Buck and are Joe like Buck? the yeah. best um, I haven't really caught much of uh, I, I do like Nance and Romo together but I wish there was more Romos out there with that charisma. Right. Like, I'm wondering why they haven't gotten like Pat McAfee. I don't know if you if you watched him. Like, he he used to be a punter for the Colts. Right. But if you watch him on WWE, which he's gone to do the the color commentary for SmackDown, he's just like so into it and blah blah blah. Like, I feel like some of these football announcers need like that wrestling type, like where it's more personality. Like, Romo gets into it. Like, if he's oh, playing yeah. the game, which playing. makes the the experience more fun. But um, yeah. What about the Brady? Doesn't he have a he has a broadcasting contract, right? With yeah, Fox? but but it, nothing's like how do you call it? 
Like, we don't even know how he's going to do. No, but, is, but it's for Fox, right? Right. So that means he would be doing, like, the new games or something like that? Like, no, no, he'll, he'll take the prime spot. He's going to take, because right now it's Greg Olson and I think Kevin Burkhardt. Right. And they're the ones doing the Super Bowl this year, and I thought they're yeah, kind of just whatever. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see if Brady's going to have that personality, which I don't think he would sign if he wasn't right, confident he was, in himself. Right. So I'm figuring, I know he's probably working on it, and if you've noticed his social media, he's more out there. And he does more commercials now. So, um, I mean, that remains to be seen. He could be a bust. We don't know. But, uh, man, these commentating teams, it's just, it's yeah. not the same. Like, I wish Al Michaels didn't leave, leave Sunday Night Football. And I wish Joe and, and Troy were still on Fox. Because I think, I like Greg Olson's analysis, but he just doesn't pop for me. They just sound like guys on the on the TV. So, right. but, I don't know. I just wanted your opinion on the whole Thursday Night presentation. I think it's been. I mean, the quality is really good. The right. streaming, like, I, I was worried about lagging in terms of that stuff. Right. Um, for betting wise, like, I do notice the scores, the the presentations a little behind. So I don't know, like, if that's going to factor in at some point with somebody gambling and it's going to mess up things. Right. That was the whole fear of streaming. But overall, like, I like the theme song. I like the yeah. their their whole presentation. It's been pretty pretty okay. Not bad. All right, let's move on to our Sunday games. Let's start with uh, we have another overseas game at eight thirty in the morning, which uh, I may get up for this one, but probably not. Um, it's the three and one New York Giants facing the Green Bay Packers at three and one. Packers listed as the home team, but they're both overseas, so it doesn't really matter. Um, you went first on the last one. Let me go on this one. Um, this is where the Packers are going to go on their little streak of a lot of wins. And uh, I wanted to introduce a segment called the Palaces, two Fugazi teams and two teams just to be on the lookout for. And as far as like uh, Fugazis, this is my first team, the Green Bay Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. He's so great. But they have been eking out wins like these last couple of weeks it's not sustainable especially when you come into the powerhouses like if they played like a philadelphia or a san francisco even the rams um they beat brady at home and brady didn't have any weapons and it almost went to overtime this past weekend against my new england patriots which i didn't even want to watch because i knew it was going to be like a romp because Mac Jones was going to be out. And then I see that the game was freaking close. And it went to overtime with a third-string quarterback. And uh, I think his name was Bailey Zip. Yeah. Uh, like, holy shit. Like, the Packers cannot keep winning this, this way. And even Aaron Rodgers said it himself. That the way they're winning right now is not sustainable for the future. So they're on my Fugazi list right now. They're going to rack up a bunch of wins right now. They could end up 6-1 and one, uh, by the time this little stretch is over. But... To, I look at everything in context, man. Like, I just don't think Green Bay has a good enough team to to make a strong run in the playoffs. They'll get in, but when they get to those powerhouse defenses, and then t if they were to face Tampa again, you know, if they had just had Mike Evans, I think they would have won. But if they, you're telling me right now, if they face Tampa again, would, would you expect the same result? No. Okay. So, I'm picking them. But they're they're a Fugazi team in my mind. Oh, Robert, who do you got? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with the Packers. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm the four-time MVP. Right? Okay, 
right? But what do you what do you like about the Packers so far? I just what do you like about their wins against the Bucks and against the Patriots, where those see, should have been romps? But, but see, this is the same thing that I say about Brady, right? That Brady can doesn't need all that help. It's the same thing with Rodgers. He doesn't need. But Rodgers ain't on the level of Brady, and you know that. Well, you know that. Robert, but he pulls the wins though, man. Like, but well, how come he can't do it in the playoffs then against the teams that matter? Why is he getting stopped by San Francisco like the last two times they faced in the NFC title games? Like, come on, bro. I, I mean, the defense isn't that bad either, though. The defense, no, is, the defense is good, out. but the defense is helping out. That offense, he bails. That's the difference between Rodgers and Brady is that Brady will, when a push comes to shove, if he has to make something happen in the fourth quarter, which he almost did, in that freaking game against but, the Packers, but Rodgers will bail and like you Rogers, can rattle him. Rodgers can do the same thing. He what are you talking about in the fourth? What do you mean? What are you talking like, about in, score, in, can... in that second half against the Bucks? He couldn't do anything. Okay. I mean, what do you got to say about I mean, that? He I couldn't. Mean, he couldn't okay. do anything. Okay. If I, you I, rattle him, I still. And I still... Tampa has a better defense than. Okay, I'll give you the Patriots one, but the Patriots D is not as good as the Bucks D. We can admit that, right? Yeah, right. So when he faces like a San Francisco or even the Rams or even the Cowboys, that's going to be an interesting matchup when we get to it. That front, if they can put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, like he's not going to be able to do anything. And he doesn't have strong enough weapons to get it done. Right. I don't know. So, They're a Fugazi so, team. So he'll fall pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Packers because the Giants. That, I mean, that's a Fugazi 3-1, and one, but they're not – Somebody that every nobody believes that they're good. Well, you're talking about the Giants, right? Right, but yeah. there's there's people that convince themselves that Green right. Bay is awesome. Well, here it's going to look like it because Tyrod Taylor's out, and so is. Oh, um, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> From yeah, or something like that. From or something like that. Yeah. Who Danny, the fuck? Your boy Danny Dimes. Even if it was Daniel Jones, I'd still. Danny Dimes, your boy. Fuck Danny Dimes. <laughs> that should that nickname should not even exist. Yeah, I don't have anything else on this game. All right, let's move on, folks. To our regularly scheduled, excuse me, 12 o'clock games. Let's start with the, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you the point spread on this one only because I saw it and I was like, oh, this is a crazy huge one. It's the 1-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a 14-point underdog okay. against the Buffalo Bills at home who are 3-1. Uh, go ahead and go, you go on this one. I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is out now. As a, as a Kenny Pickett, Pick I mean, uh, the a future good, baby. He's a good kid. I don't think he's ready. The Bills defense is going to rock this guy. Uh, George Pickens, I like that guy. He's a good receiver. He's another kind of reminds me of Juju Smith. And then uh, the running back, uh, who's the running back again? What's his name? Uh, uh, Najee Harris. But that's not going to be enough for this Bills defense. I got Bills. Um. Yeah, I hope the Bills. I have the Bills defense in one of my leagues, and I'm hoping for a lot of interceptions here. Which Kenny Pickett, I think one of his first yeah, throws right. last week yeah, was right. an interception. Right. So, I mean, I I like the kid. I like a couple of things that I saw in preseason from him, but obviously this is regular season now, and there's gonna be the growing pains. And I kind of hated this whole like Tomlin trying to be all like tough guy. Like, no, we're I'm not gonna tell you we're not putting we're not switching out Trubisky or whatever. But now it's like eh, now we're full on. I don't want to say it's tank mode, but it's like over for the Steelers. Right. So just worry about developing this kid, giving him the reps. Let's see if he's got it. He's there's still what thirteen more games in the season. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he's got it. If not, there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out of college next year, and you know this is a win now league. We don't have time to develop people. You know, Mahomes was a, a an exception because 
you know, you had Alex Smith there so they could get away with that, but now they don't have that veteran there in Pittsburgh to to so that Kenny Pickett could sit behind and watch. So, you know, this whole thing of Tomlin, you know, always has a winning record and all right. that stuff, like and I don't think he should be on the hot seat either, but he needs to understand the reality he's living in. And, you know, the Steelers are rebuilding. Right. They gotta fix that offense. Their defense is you know, when T.J. Watt's there, they're pretty formidable. But, yeah, uh, is that – do you believe in that point spread? Do you think it's going to be around there? I think it might be more. Okay. But, yeah, we're both on the bills on this one. Right. Um, let's move on. Next up, we got the 2-2 two and two Los Angeles Chargers traveling to face the 2-2 two and two Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I will go first on this one. Um, I like both teams here only because, you know, I'm a big fan of – Jacoby Brissett, former Patriots, so I always root for former Patriots guys. Funny how there's like a bunch of Patriots guys all over spread out that used to be backups in New England. Um, and then, of course, I'm a big Justin Herbert guy, but there's still a lot of injuries to that team. So they're like, you know, for the taking, so any team could really compete with them. The Browns are at home. Um, I'm going to go Browns here just because I want to see the Browns continue to get wins. So that way, when Watson comes back, <laughs> they maybe don't want to go directly back to him, even though they they are because they paid him all that money. But right. I don't think he deserves it. Um, and I think Jacoby, as long as he's winning and gets that team, you know, team morale is a huge thing in the locker room. And if the the team is rallying behind him, like that's going to be make it harder for Deshaun Watson to have any success there. I got Browns, whatever. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, Keenan Allen should be back alongside. With Mike Williams and Herbert, I mean, he had that injury with the ribs, but he's still playing. Right, but man, that, that's that's but, a tough injury. This, this defense against, you know, I mean, they, they're going to hold Cooper Coop to about, you know, the same thing as what they played last week. He was not, he was a non-factor. Um, Cleveland defense not bad either. It's so it's not. But then and my boy Jadavian County's back. Is he? I heard he was going to be uh, out again. He's, he's back. <laughs> Your and, boy's but, always out. But I'm going to go with the Chargers here just because uh, I, I like uh, Herbert on this one. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we got the the only winless team in the NFL, the 0-3 and one Houston Texans, traveling to face the Jacksonville Jaguars at two and two. Go ahead and. Go off I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. I like them this year. I think uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence has kind of matured a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making some smart throws. He's he's not you know. Um, I think Christian Kirk is coming into form. The two are, are kind of connecting now. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars coming off a tough loss with Doug Peterson returning to face the Eagles. They were up 14-0 at one right. point. I think I was at the meat market with my uncle and my dad. Uh, while this game was going on, and I saw the score, and I was like, dude, is Jacksonville going to do it? But, you know, there, I didn't realize there was weather conditions also, so right. I don't think Jacksonville is a bad team. I think they got they got a rebuilding culture going on there. I think Doug, Doug Peterson's doing a good job. Trevor Lawrence had a couple of interceptions, but 